Hey, and welcome back to Tips and Tricks for Lucid Dreaming. I'm Jake with Ty, and today we're going to be talking about the importance of recognizing and diffusing nightmares. Um, I wanted to link this specifically to a book, actually, that we talked about in the previous episode mm -hmm. called A Field Guide to Lucid Dreaming, Mastering the Art of Oneironautics. Yes, yeah. Um, in this book, on I think it's chapter 15, it's... Um, it opens with a quote by Muhammad Gandhi, and it says, Fear has its use, but cowardice has none. And um, I think that really, um, it brings out the meaning in one of the main strategies with dealing with nightmares, mm -hmm. which Ty's going to talk about right now. Yeah, so in whatever, you know, if you've ever experienced a nightmare, it's always pretty fearful. It's sometimes, sometimes it's not really, but um, sometimes it really is, and it's especially, like, Sometimes it can be really scary if it's a lucid dream, which we're going to talk about how to kind of avoid having those every night, you know, because one of the main things that you want to do if you ever have that, like if it ever happens to you, is you want to confront it because if you keep running away from it, it's going to just keep coming up in your lucid dreams. It's happened to me and uh, uh, Jake before, and it's kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, it is sometimes better to confront it and it can give you an opportunity to discover more about yourself right yeah um, one of the uh, one of the problems with just running away is that these like these nightmares these monsters that might be bothering you they are yourself yeah it's just a projection of your own mind so let's say that you your dream becomes lucid and then you figure out you know what i can't fight this thing right now Running away won't do anything. No yeah. matter how far you fly or teleport, whatever you do, it's always going to be there because that monster is yourself. Um, and another thing to think about is um, in the book, actually, it says um, the goal isn't to control the situation. It's to learn from the situation. Mm -hmm. So just quarantining it or killing the monster isn't going to do anything. Yeah, it's never really going to, like, right. affect it. Because um, it's all just a projection of your subconscious, like I said in the last episode. Uh, and whenever you're, like, let's say you want, like, you're in a dream, you know, and there's a nightmare or something, and there's, like, this big scary thing, or you're running away from something, if you confront it, you can find that it's actually not trying to, like, uh, be aggressive towards you. It's trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to do it in a way that can scare you. Yeah. But... It's really just a matter of, uh, it's really just a matter of, like, sitting down down and talking to it, which can diffuse the entire nightmare and bring you to a uh, state of calmness and peacefulness. Right. Um, that's a great point. I'm just sitting down, talking to it, asking questions like, um, like, what do you mean? Um, what do you represent? Yeah, like, uh, so you could also say, uh, uh, what, is there something I should know, or mm -hmm. do you need to tell me something? Right. Um, but sometimes, first-time lucid dreamers, um, and this has happened, this has actually happened to me before, um, it just becomes too much, because some dreams, once they become lucid, they're extremely vivid, and whatever your monster is, a uh, little girl climbing out of a well, the killer from, uh, like, Friday the 13th, uh, zombies, um, no matter what it is, uh, even though it seems scary, it's just your mind, so, um. If you don't think that you can handle it, then there's another option, and the book calls it pulling the cord. So yeah. um, imagine while you're dreaming, like you have a parachute strapped to your back. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we all know that um, when you pull on the red cord of a parachute, the parachute deploys. So you can either imagine an actual red cord on yourself to like symbolize this. Yeah. Or you can just force yourself to wake up. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of things you can do. Uh, whenever I usually like, I'm, I'm in like a lucid dream and it's like a nightmare. I just try to talk to it, ask it questions like we mm-hmm. just mentioned. And I try to understand why it's there mm-hmm. and how I can benefit from the fact when I'm talking about it, you know. And it happens, it doesn't happen a lot to me, but for some people it can if they have a lot of things going on in their life, you know. And they need to, like, it can be a representation of stress or right. you, like, you uh, you need to get something out, get something off your chest. Uh, it can be a representation of your fears, pretty much anything right. in a negative way. Yeah. Um, and like, like Ty said, um, this stress and these fears, anything that you need to get out, um, well... If pulling the cord doesn't work and it just keeps coming back to you, these reoccurring nightmares, um, and you just figure out, I can't do this by myself. Yeah. I mean, if the dream becomes lucid, then one of your best options is to uh, enlist reinforcements. Yeah. So, like, if you want to talk to the, if you want to talk to the monster, maybe bring along, like, you know, it could be anybody, like King Arthur, Gandhi, um, yeah, whoever. Uh, maybe your favorite book character even um but this is a this is a super like highly suggested way of dealing with your monsters because um well there's strength in numbers and the more you feel comfortable the less that monster is actually going to impact you yeah yeah and uh one of the other things you can do is you can just tell yourself nothing bad is going to happen to you because you know it's obviously just in your mind and you can also use like lucid um if let's say you accidentally go into a lucid nightmare uh you can use it as a uh as a trigger for lucidity you can use it as a way to get into a nicer lucid dream and uh just ask your nightmare questions see what it says it's always really cool uh surrender to the monster and it will make you feel way better you'll it'll just disappear usually uh a lot of things, but surrendering surrendering to it uh, is really helpful as well. And there is another thing that healing and wholeness can be related to lucid dreaming nightmares. Because if you really like ask like questions about you know to the uh, to whatever is the monster, whatever is bothering you, it can really help you figure out more about yourself, and it can be a cool way to you know because everything you know everything in that dream is you so it's a part of you so you can ask it any question you want you know it uh it'll answer truthfully from your subconscious so you know let's say you you, you got like a math test tomorrow or something you could go hey whatever uh what's blah 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 times blah 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 or whatever tell you the answer uh stuff like that you can pretty much do whatever you want yeah that's uh, really interesting and we'll probably touch on that at a later episode yeah um, but really quickly i wanted to touch on what ty said about um was it uh, healing from your dreams? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking so, about. So learning from what your subconscious tells you, um, it can really help you learn more about yourself. Yeah. But even more than that, it can actually help you heal physically. Like um, the ancient Greeks used to go to uh, dream, big air quotes here, dream 
temples. Yeah, so did like Egyptians. Pretty yeah. much yeah. every every ancient culture had their own. Like Romans did it too. Mm. Egyptians tombs and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. You know. And they um, anyway, they'd go and this priest would put them all into this uh, hypnagogic state and like kind of like put them under, just so to speak. Um, and they'd go in. It'd become we don't really know but we're assuming they'd probably go into a lucid dream and they'd come out with like well the stories say chronic blindness um like incredible like disformities um and they'd come out and within like a week or maybe within days they'd be perfectly fine and but i mean it's that's the suggestive stories. with the chronic the deformities I, I mean i could understand because it is it is like a scientifically proven that uh your mind can tell you what you want to do, so it's all kind of suggestive. So let's say, mm. like, you want to tell yourself that you're going to get better. Like, let's say you're in a lucid dream. You can imagine, like, light beaming towards you or something. It can be a representation of, let's say, you have, like, an upset stomach. You wake up, feels fine, because you told your brain, and you had some sort of representation mm. to make you feel better. Yeah. But I guess chronic deformities, yeah. the stretching a little I bit. I mean, the yeah. stories, they're, they're a little outlandish, yeah. but, you know, all for, the, all for the sake of the argument. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it's all it's all really interesting. And if you uh, want to learn more, join us for the uh, another episode because this is a topic we could spend probably like twenty minutes on. Um, and I think that about does it. Yeah, I think so. We uh, don't have much more time, but um, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, and I uh, hope to catch you in the next one. Yeah, see you guys. Thank you.